Hello, everyone, and welcome back to Come Follow Me Today, a brief message to help us experience an additional spiritual moment in our otherwise complicated lives. My name is Caleb Sanford, and thank you for joining me as we accept Christ's invitation to follow him today. As you listen to this episode, consider who you might share it with to give them an additional spiritual moment in their life, too. If you want to share it with lots of people, feel free to post on your social media. And of course, you can rate and review this podcast to make it easier for others to find. For those of you new to the show, we're studying the Book of Mormon together this year, loosely following the study curriculum of The Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. And today we're going to be in Alma chapters 19 to 29. Okay, first, let me apologize for not getting an episode out to you in over a week. Hopefully with the 4th of July weekend, you didn't miss me too much. Today I'm going to try to wrap up the last two weeks of chapters from the Book of Mormon because I'm a little behind, so that next time we can start into the current week's reading. You'll remember from the last episode that we are now following the story of Ammon, one of the sons of Mosiah, as he began his mission to the Lamanites. He just endeared himself to King Lamoni, gained the respect of the people by protecting the king's sheep, and has finished teaching King Lamoni a complete course in the Gospel of Jesus Christ— from the creation to the fall of Adam to the atonement of Jesus Christ. Ammon's preaching moved King Lamoni to such an extent that Lamoni fell down to the ground as if he were dead. The queen, having seen her husband like this for two days, begs Ammon to visit Lamoni to help him. And this brings us to verse 6 of chapter 19. Quote, Now, this was what Ammon desired, for he knew that King Lamoni was under the power of God. He knew that the dark veil of unbelief was being cast away from his mind. And the light which did light up his mind, which was the light of the glory of God, which was a marvelous light of his goodness. Yea, this light had infused such joy into his soul, the cloud of darkness having been dispelled, and that the light of everlasting life was lit up in his soul. Yea, he knew that this had overcome his natural frame, and he was carried away in God. All right, so King Lamoni is having a mega spiritual experience right now. I'm going to venture a guess that none of us have had a spiritual experience so powerful that we fall down and appear dead for several days. But what's relevant to us is when it says, quote, this light had infused such joy into his soul that this had overcome his natural frame and he was carried away in God. While the gospel may not put us into a coma like King Lamoni, we can have spiritual experiences that are so strong that we have physical reactions. I see this regularly with my favorite apostle, President Henry B. Eyring. In virtually every general conference talk that he gives, if you watch him, he gets to a point in his talk where the spirit becomes too strong for him and overcomes his natural frame. He'll choke up for a moment as the spirit overwhelms his emotional control, and then he'll push through and continue speaking. Perhaps you've experienced a similar feeling when the spirit has overwhelmed you. When I was investigating the church some 12 years ago, I was attending an institute class on the New Testament, and we were reading about the conversion of Saul. I had been learning about the church for more than 18 months since I first picked up a Book of Mormon, but hadn't been willing to fully change my life and commit to the gospel. I remember the instructor reading the scripture about when Christ appears to Saul and says, quote, I am Jesus whom thou persecutest. It is hard for thee to kick against the pricks, end quote. At that moment, I was overwhelmed with a terrible feeling of how my stubbornness and unwillingness to change my life and follow Christ was me kicking against the pricks, just like Saul. I felt like I was hurting Jesus by continuing to add to the burden he had to bear for all of our poor choices. I'll never forget that feeling I had, which physically made me nauseous as the Spirit impacted me so strongly. 
I was baptized three days later. Almost four years after that, after returning from my mission at the ripe old age of 28, I was kneeling across the temple altar with my fiancée, Kathy. As we listened to the temple sealer marry us for time and all eternity, I was overwhelmed by the spirit as I thought about how far I'd come. I lost physical control of my emotions and broke down in tears. It was all very embarrassing. It's the girl that's supposed to cry at weddings, right? So for me, it's these intense spiritual moments that, quote, overcome my natural frame that I'll remember the rest of my life and form the basis for why I choose to follow Christ. Before I was introduced to the gospel of Jesus Christ, I had never really felt God's love before. And so once those gates were unlocked for me, the experiences I had with the Spirit of God were unlike anything I had ever experienced before. And now, like a spiritual drug addict, I go from spiritual experience to spiritual experience trying to get another fix. And this is my point, and I imagine you'll agree, it's these deep spiritual experiences with God's Spirit that keep us strong in the gospel. Like in Lehi's dream back in the beginning of the Book of Mormon, or in episodes 11 to 13 of this podcast, the profound spiritual experiences we have are like eating the fruit of the tree, which, quote, is the love of God, which sheddeth itself abroad in the hearts of the children of men. Wherefore, it is the most desirable above all things, end quote. The problem, though, that many of us face, myself included, is that we're not getting enough of the fruit. Some of us may not be having these kinds of spiritual experiences at all. Can you remember the last time that you had a really strong spiritual experience when you ate of the fruit of Lehi's tree and felt God's love, maybe to the point that it, quote, overcame your natural frame? Was that experience recent enough for you? Or do you, like me, wish you could have those feelings more often? Maybe you can't even remember the last time you felt the Spirit strongly. So how do we get there? Well, several chapters later, in Alma chapter 22, Aaron, the brother of Ammon, was teaching King Lamoni's father, the real king of the Lamanites. His crash course in the gospel of Jesus Christ was equally powerful, and the king asks, quote, What shall I do that I may have this eternal life of which thou hast spoken? Yea, what shall I do that I may be born of God, having this wicked spirit rooted out of my breast, and receive his spirit, that I may be filled with joy, that I may not be cast off at the last day? Behold, I will give up all that I possess. Yea, I will forsake my kingdom, that I may receive this great joy. End quote. The king must have felt a taste of the Spirit of God while listening to Aaron and was willing to do anything, to give anything, to have more of it. What are you or I willing to do or give? Are we willing to make the personal sacrifices that might be required to have more spiritual experiences in our lives? For me, my experiences with the Spirit of God have been like a COVID-19 infection curve. As I was learning about the gospel and then baptized and serving a mission, the amount of spiritual experiences I had shot up at a dramatic rate. I basically had four years of my life where I was devoting the majority of my time to church, the scriptures, and sharing the gospel. But then, as I came back down to reality finished graduate school, started a full-time career in healthcare administration, began to have one, two, and then three kids, the amount of time I've been able to spend learning more about God and sharing the gospel of Jesus Christ has gradually decreased. And in direct correlation to this, the frequency and strength of my ongoing spiritual experiences have also slowly dwindled over the last eight years. 
Where are you at in your personal spiritual curve? What are you and I willing to do to have another spiritual wave? Well, I can't tell you what you'll need to do to draw closer to God and have more spiritual experiences. I'm barely able to figure it out for myself. But I'll leave you with some thoughts from Alma as he is reflecting on his life in chapter 29. Quote, And behold, when I see many of my brethren truly penitent and coming to the Lord their God, then is my soul filled with joy. Then do I remember what the Lord has done for me. Yea, even that he hath heard my prayer. Yea, then do I remember his merciful arm, which he extended towards me. End quote. Ultimately, God's work in his glory is to bring to pass the eternal life of all his children and to help us find happiness. He spent time with you and I individually to help us learn of him and to feel his spirit in our lives. But eventually, he needs us to help him share these blessings with those around us. And as we see the gospel change their lives and watch them experience the spirit of God for perhaps the first time in their lives, we'll remember the love that God has given to us. And we'll once again experience the spirit more in our lives as we share it with others. Thank you for listening today, and I'll see you next time as we continue to make the decision to accept our Savior's invitation to come follow me today.